1: Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian.
3: This is Live Bet Saturday on v the sports
4: betting network. Live Bet Saturday rolling along here on v Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. He is Adam Burke. And uh, we are in the midst of a college football Saturday. I think Oklahoma scored the Touchdown to get him to 20-7 to for the third time. Finally, I think that one's going to count for uh, for Major. 20-7 to OU against Nebraska, and we are north of the preflop opener even. Now, 18 and a half live on Oklahoma.
5: Yeah, Nebraska had that one little bump on that first scripted drive like we kind of talked about, and since then it's been all Oklahoma. And again, special teams playing a big role in this one, and Look, you know, uh, you just you watch this Nebraska team and for all the talent that they have, they just they can't put any of it together. So we'll see. I know there there was a Reddit rumor, a message board rumor, whatever. You know, Urban Meyer was there because it's the big noon Saturday game. But there was the rumor that maybe he talked to the athletic department yesterday. So we'll see. We'll see what direction they go in. But they're going to have to go in a very different direction because this is a remarkably disappointing football team.
4: That would, be, uh, that would go into the category, would be fun, but probably not a good decision if you did that at this point. You know, I, I saw
5: somebody kind of speculating, what about Troy Calhoun? What about bringing the triple option back to Nebraska? And I thought, you know what? If you're a middling team in a power conference where Nebraska's not going to the college football playoff anytime soon, why not?
4: Why not do it? Do you think the fan base would go for that? I have a hard time envisioning the fan base going for that. I mean... I mean, it worked at Georgia Tech. Right. Like, like Paul Johnson, Georgia Tech was a very... Re, was a pretty darn good, consistent, bold team. I mean, the one the ACC with Paul Johnson as well. Like, you can win the conference if it's down. Now, the problem for them is they are in the wrong conference for that.
5: Now. Right. But, I mean, I, I think the reality of it is this is not going to be a team that contends for national championships anymore. Probably not. So you know if you can win the big 10 west by doing something different from everybody else if you can occasionally give you know an ohio state or a michigan a game something like that force them to defend this gimmicky offense i mean again what 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 is the ceiling of nebraska football nowadays 10 and 2 the absolute ceiling
4: no well i their ceiling should be the same as iowa's to me yeah. which iowa had an, has had had an 11 and 1 and Let's face it, if it wasn't for that epic drive by Michigan State a few years ago, Iowa would have been in the college football playoff, and they would have gotten destroyed by Alabama instead of Michigan State. So, hey, look, I, I think you could say if things go right, 11-1, and one, and again, the Big Ten's going to look very differently in a few years when the Big Ten West is including UCLA and USC, Yeah. where USC, if Lincoln Riley is as good as something, USC could very easily be the big power. Even though, is the Big Ten getting rid of divisions like other conferences or no? I don't
5: they know. should. I, they should. I, be, I agree no, with that. There should be
4: no divisions in college football. No, you should always try to put your two best teams in, in the conference championship game, yeah. no matter what. 100% agree on that one. Uh, a game that, I, I will say this, Adam, and we have to monitor this because uh, I think there's an injury in, in Syracuse where I think Schrader is out with an injury. We have to monitor that. Uh but Syracuse is losing right now to uh to Purdue six to three. Purdue just got the ball back. Uh, would you would you consider an over in-game here if Schrader's healthy? Because Purdue has moved the ball. They had the first drive, got stopped on a fourth and two. Second drive, they got a touchdown and a PAT blocked. So Purdue has left points on the board in this game so far, and the total's only 53 and a half.
5: I mean, I don't. admittedly, I don't really know too much about Syracuse's backup if Schrader's not going to be able to come back in this game. So that would kind of be the hard part. And that's something I think to keep in mind, too, is that the live betting algorithms generally don't pick up on that stuff. They're largely formulaic. So if you do lose a starting quarterback or something like that, they're kind of set up to be the score and how much time is left. And occasionally you'll have some measure of influence in terms of how they were set up before the game. But it's not exactly going to pick up that Garrett Schrader is out. You know, so it's not really going to adjust the live total in most cases to where, you know, it, it, maybe it's not the greatest of example in this game, especially because we have had some points left on the field. But, you know, if Dylan Gabriel goes out for Oklahoma, live betting algorithms aren't going to pick up on that. So that may be something where you can kind of swoop in if, you're get, if you get to it very quick and it doesn't spin on you, you know, as we talked about earlier. Oh, yeah, we know that. But, you know, that's something that, that the live betting algorithms are not really, they don't have the capacity to pick up. So those are things that you want to watch for as you're watching games, watching box scores and all that.
4: The backup, uh, again, uh, and again, we have to monitor here. He could very easily come back. Could have been just one play. The backup is LeQuint Allen, who was one play. He actually made a very nice play on a third and 16. The problem was he was about a yard and a half beyond the line of scrimmage. So it was a legal forward pass uh, that wiped that play out. But Purdue, per, Purdue right now, again, has the ball back six to three boilers in front and uh and to
5: that end it's you know the algorithm you talk about it from a total standpoint it won't catch it but from a side standpoint it also won't catch it won't catch it'll be the betting market that moves that that again that that will be quick
4: that'll be the one where humans very rare now that humans are doing Uh in-game but the one the books the rare shops behind us down 15 at uh at the south point those books will have a better uh will have sharper numbers as opposed to the computers. And, you know, we're going to make that our pro tip of the hour here at VEASAN. Uh, of course, 20 hours of programming means 20 hours of pro tips right now. Get them all at vsin.com you got to be a VEASAN, subs- uh, VEASAN pro subscriber in order to get them. So if you want to get them, VEASAN.com slash subscribe is where you become a pro subscriber today. Uh, live Bet Saturday, our pro tip of the hour. Again, the live betting uh, algorithms formulaic so don't necessarily pick up on everything that's happening in the game, especially if you have an injury huge, there.
5: Huge play for Indiana again here. You're so, on to something about this live over. I, 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 did you I, take I, it or no? Of
4: course not. That okay. was actually the one that that was the bet that probably was the best thing on the board at 51 and a half uh, because neither, neither offense is being stopped. No. I, Western Kentucky fourth down conversion got stopped. They were in Indiana territory, uh, Indiana for, God knows why. Punning on fourth and four at the plus thirty-eighth in a game when that was clear to no one. Big ten get. Big Ten football. Oh, come on. Come got, on, Adam. You gotta Burke. play that
5: Big Ten football. By
4: the way, that's sixty three and a half. You got fifty one and a half. I right. see that was that was the one. That was the one where these offenses are doing whatever they want. But uh, 63 and a half is a little little too steep. You know, you you
5: could also, I know we're we're a live betting show, but I mean, you could also be looking at this in terms of a second half play too. Yeah. You know, where you have more time to kind of digest what happened. You're not doing it all on the fly. You kind of digest what happened, look through the box score, kind of assess the situation and have some time to do it because halftime is 20 minutes as opposed to sometimes 20 or 30 seconds to get a live
4: play in. Well, you are right on that. Right now, again, Indiana... Is trailing Western Kentucky 14 to 10. Hoosiers are three-point live favorites, minus 160 outright 63 and a half, the live total for that one. Uh, not a lot of competitive games so far, uh, Adam. That's that's kind of the uh kind of the moniker of this early slate, where that's a competitive game, and the other competitive game is Northwestern and Southern Illinois, as we all expected. Northwestern leading 14-7 six minutes ago, first half. Uh Wildcats nine and a half point live favorites with a total of 56 and a half.
5: Uh, Going to have to look at the box score there. Are you saying UConn and Michigan is not a
4: competitive game? What? 24, nothing. And UConn, I think with less than 25 yards of offense. No, yeah, yeah. no. You sure? Ma- imagine that. By the way, uh, Southern Illinois is averaging uh, eight yards of play right now against Northwestern. It's not good. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's not, and they, but, but yet they also have seven points. Yeah. well, and that's a team that's been blasted twice. Uh, if you want a UConn in Michigan, oh, I, I you know what, I, I, I over, I overcooked it. UConn right now is uh, 17 yards on 15 plays.
5: That's efficient. <laughs> that's very efficient. By the <laughs> way, Buffalo in the red zone. Wow, Coastal right Carolina. away,
4: right away, Buffalo going right down the field. See, everyone else smarter than me on that game apparently. Going against the grain, not a, uh, not working so far. That was a quick. That's a quick one too get a big kick return? Yeah, it had to have gotten a big kick return because they only had 10 yards of offensive ice screen and had the ball in Coastal Carolina territory already.
5: Again, you know, when I talk about box score study, and again, this is a major tenet of what I do in terms of updating my power ratings, it's not just looking at what each player did or looking at the team stats or anything like that. It's going through the play-by-play and looking to see, you know, where were the interceptions? Were they in the red zone? Were they deep in their own territory? Were there big kick returns like what we saw there for Buffalo? Was there a big punt return like what we saw for Oklahoma? that set up their most recent touchdown. Those are important things to kind of figure out because those are things that can be outliers. You know, sometimes they're just not going to happen and it can kind of obscure a box score a little bit, obscure a team's final score a little bit.
4: No, 100%. Uh, By the way, uh, Purdue and Syracuse... Agent O'Connell, 16 16, of 17. You you, you got exactly what I was about to say there. Look, I'm not a huge fan of laying in-game numbers that are a little bit haywire from what the preflop is, but if Schrader is actually hurt... In this game, Purdue has done whatever they wanted. of course, as we mentioned, Eddie throws an incomplete pass. But Purdue has been clearly better in this game. Yes. Clearly better at the Dome in Syracuse. Uh, Purdue's up 6-3, laying 3.5 with a total of 51.5 right now, Adam. That's one I would – if Purdue – let's say Purdue punts here, that would be one I'd be willing to come back on Purdue because that would be south of three if Purdue punts on this drive.
5: But you're already on Purdue full game, right? So, yeah, do, do you, do you typically having. do that? Will you double up on a game?
4: If if I think I have a significant, it, well, there are two factors. If my bet, if I don't screw up my winnings on the first bet, I'm more tempted to go in. Now, Purdue was Purdue was a regular sized bet, so I'd be a little less inclined than I normally would. Have. Let's say if I had a, a a two or a three unit play, which college football days very rarely occur with those type of plays, but I will sometimes but I think, based off of why, especially when we're watching these games, that is something I will do if I think I have the right side. Now, does that happen where I I totally screw up and lose both? Of course, but that's betting college football, Adam.
5: I I always (laughs) love when you get a DPI and the dude stands up and does the incomplete thing when he basically tackled the receiver.
4: (laughs) Oklahoma on the move again, 21-7. OU 23-and-a-half point live favorites right now against the Cornhuskers. By the way, as I said, hoping for a, Nebraska, uh, a Purdue punt and a convert a third and eighth. Uh, very impressive start for the Boilers so far in the Dome at Syracuse. More to come. Keep going. Live at Saturday.
0: 18
3: plus. This is Live Bet Saturday on V the Sports Betting Network.
4: Time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds, specials, and plenty more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. So visit any BetMGM location on the Strip and sign up today. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Hi Bet Saturday. He's Adam Burke. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you. Oh, and by the way, if you don't see Adam Burke on the air other than a few guest spots. is because Adam Burke is busy at work all week, writing up a storm at VEASAN.com. And Adam, in our pro Tools segment here of this hour, your power ratings versus lines here. And let's just go through a few of these that you have today. And of course, one of them, I am actually go on the side that you like. And one of them I'm opposite of you on. <laughs> we'll get to those in a little bit. Well, let's start with the game that's starting first here, and that's starting at the top of the next hour. South Alabama at UCLA. South Alabama went on the road and pounded Central Michigan last week. Fade the Mac, guys. Uh, UCLA, uh, we didn't learn anything in the thrashing of Alabama State. Who cares? And now Uh, But this is one where UCLA actually opened 14. It got bet up back down now to 15, 15 and a half, but you had an advantage on UCLA here, 19 on your line as opposed to 16 when this graphic was made and now 15 and a half right now.
5: Yeah, so I didn't play this game because I think it's really important to talk about the discrepancies between my power rating lines and what the market lines are because the reality of it is when a game is 14 14 and a half, 15, something like that, and you have it 19, There's not really an important number in there. There's no key number in there that really makes me want to go rush to make that play. I thought I was high on South Alabama entering the season, did play them at 6-1 to to win the Sunbelt West division, which maybe looks like a pretty decent bet right now. But I feel like the market has gotten a little bit high on South Alabama, and maybe I was a year ahead because I played over their season win total last year. But last year they would show quite a bit of improvement. Maybe this is the year that they will. But I think it's always kind of challenging to look at some of these teams that, you know, I, I think are pretty good. I think UCLA is a pretty good team. They played Bowling Green in Alabama State. So as Jeff said, there's really not much you can sort of glean, not much that you can figure out from those teams. But I just thought that South Alabama was getting a lot of run out there to the point where that number was a little bit low. As I said, I didn't play it. But that is the situation where I go into a game. We talk about having a blueprint for making a live bet. If my pregame number is higher than the market number and I can maybe get something that's a little bit better in-game, then maybe that's a situation I'll look to take advantage of instead of playing it before the game because realistically speaking, the difference between 15 and 19 or 16 and 19 isn't really all that significant because none of those numbers matter. So I didn't play it pre-flop, but I may see a live betting angle as a result.
4: By the way, Schrader is back for Syracuse and threw an interception right out of the gate, but there is a flag, so we'll keep you updated there. Uh, I'm going to imagine it's going to be a penalty on Purdue's defense based off of what uh, Schrader did there. But uh, I ended up betting UCLA. I laid 15 uh, a few minutes ago. I this I'm with you on South Alabama. This feels like a market overreaction to them throttling a team that stinks. <laughs> I mean that that's really what it is. It was I and UCLA again. You're right. We don't really know much. We don't know what beating up Bowling Green really means. We don't know. what it took him a while to do that. Yeah, too. We, we started we don't, very slow. We, we don't know what them destroying an FCS opponent means. But I, I think there's enough talent on UCLA to win this game by three scores. So uh, I laid it with UCLA. Let's go to the one that's just down the road here. This is the game that's going to be started next of the ones on your list. How about this one? You know, he's actually favored in this game against North Texas. You have the classic wrong team favored uh, here, Adam.
5: Yeah, and I did take a piece of North Texas in this game. I do have the mean green minus two and a half, and I was very, very impressed with what North Texas did in that week zero game against UTEP. I thought UTEP was going to be a pretty decent team. They're apparently not because I've been adjusting them down in my power ratings. They don't look very good here so far, but I still thought that was a nice win for North Texas, and for UNLV, again, a little bit of an overreaction, right? I mean, they look very good offensively against Idaho State. Idaho State is awful, and then Cal, they covered that game pretty much wire-to-wire wire against Cal last week. I don't think Cal's particularly good. So I think this is kind of an overreaction for UNLV. Maybe things are better. Maybe all of a sudden this team is going to figure it out. Marcus Arroyo is going to have some success. But I'd rather take a team in North Texas that they run the football very, very effectively. They've got like a, I don't know, he's like 38 years old at quarterback. <laughs> I think he's actually 27. But to me, I just think the wrong team is favored in this game. So I took a piece of North Texas... Sprinkle the money line as well, which is what I'll do when I have a, a team that's favored in my power ratings but not favored in the market. I just think this is one where UNLV is getting a little bit too much respect for what they did against Idaho State, especially I think they scored 35 points in the second quarter of that game, but then also covering against the Cal team that
4: just isn't all that great. So North Texas this year, they beat UTEP in Week 0 in a game that – That was a game that was delayed by Lightning for a while. So that was a funky game. They got pummeled by SMU, which SMU might actually be quite good this year. And then they beat Texas Southern 59-27. The one thing I will say with UNLV, Idaho State's horrible. Idaho State's a bad FCS. So UNLV did what any FBS team should do to a bad FCS and pummeled them out of Allegiant Stadium. Last week against Cal, I'm kind of with you. I, I thought that had more to do with Cal than it did with US, UNLV. So I, I I lean UNLV in this game, but uh, we're going to end up probably end up having that on, on the card when it's all said and done. Probably Moneyline more so than the two and a half on that. Uh, let's go to the bigger games here. Let's let, let, let's put these together. Miami, Texas, A&M, Michigan State, Washington. We already discussed Michigan State and Washington where you have Michigan State favored by the number that Washington is currently favored at at three and a half. And then A&M and Miami. Look, I'm with your number here at A&M two and a half. I'm. My, I think Miami's better. I think they're a better football team. But I also understand where again classic situational stuff where people are just betting against a- or betting on A&M, I should say, because this is they're coming off an embarrassing loss at home to Appalachian State. But I lean towards your number. I think Miami's the better team. I think two and a half is right. Six is not. I mean, let's be honest here.
5: Texas A&M had 180 yards and nine first downs against Appalachian State. And I love the Mountaineers. And obviously, they've been a very, very consistent group of five program. They've been the class of the Sun Belt for a long period of time. But how can you have under 200 yards as Texas A&M against a Sun Belt defense? And they make the quarterback change here. They won't go with Haynes King. They'll go with Johnson today. And maybe that ends up being the difference. I don't know. But they also had spring camp, fall camp, a lot of time to figure this out. And they decided that Haynes King was going to be the guy. And then now they're pulling the plug on him already. And honestly, they weren't even that impressive in their first game against Sam Houston State either. They got pushed around at the line of scrimmage by App State. App State had the ball for 41 and a half minutes in that game last week. Again, that's a Sun Belt team against an SEC team. I think Miami is really good. I think Tyler Van Dyke is going to shoot up draft boards as the season goes along. I think Josh Gaddis is a big reason why Michigan was as good last year as they were. Now, of course, he's the offensive coordinator there at Miami. I I had to take this at six, and I even see some six and a halves out there right now, which is kind of remarkable to me. Um, look, maybe people are buying into the Texas A&M bounce back, but I don't see it. I think Miami wins this game.
4: I, I'm with you. I think the, the Canes, and again, Miami last week, First half against Southern Miss was very unimpressive. And Southern Miss is not a good team this year, especially with the backup playing last week. And then you saw kind of the light turn on in the second half. Miami did what you were supposed to do against Southern Miss. They dominated the second half and almost covered the, the original number of 26 and a half. What? Even with the change of quarterback to Johnson today for AM, are we really expecting AM's offense for the light bulb to come on? No. No, we're not. We know what Max Johnson is. He's... Probably better than Haynes, but still about an average SEC starting quarterback. Van Dyke is a better quarterback of Miami. So look, it's just a matter of do you trust Mario Cristobal on the road in the big spot. That's what it comes down to. Right. So I look, I'm I'm gonna be on Miami. I'm just try, debating or not do I want to sprinkle on the money line or not.
5: And Texas AM's second half touchdown last week was a kick return touchdown. Yeah, it wasn't they he, he? one offensive touchdown yeah. in that game. It
4: was embarrassing. It was embarrassing what they did last week. And I and I also think that.
5: You know, some of this has to do with Texas A&M brought in the number one recruiting class in the country, for the class of 2022, and that's great, but Jimbo Fisher is not a very good head coach. They've not been a great team in the trenches ever since they kind of had a lot of attrition on the defensive line, losing some kind of generational types of pass rushers. Miami's really good. I just think that I think the Hurricanes are kind of being underappreciated and underrated with this line.
4: That's the late game tonight, 9 o'clock Eastern time in College Station uh, for that one. And the last one real quick, uh, Memphis and Arkansas State. Uh, you you give the advantage to Memphis here against the Red Wolves.
5: Yeah, I, I think Memphis, I mean, look, they, they played Mississippi State, who's a really, really good team. I, I don't hold that loss against them. And, and Arkansas State, you know, that was interesting. Some of Ohio State's players last week were like, you know, they got some athletes. They got some guys from the transfer portal. I think they were just kind of talking up Arkansas State. Because they weren't super impressive in that game. I think
4: Memphis rolls in that one. I really do. I was a lean for me on Memphis? Coming back, we got Aaron Torres joining the show next on Live Bet Saturday.
3: This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VSIN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including picks at a glance every single day, recapping top plays made by Beeson Show hosts and guests, 24-7 video, season prep, including weekly college and pro matchup guides covering every game all season long, pro tools, those are our exclusive betting splits and many and plus more, and pro tips every hour, actionable insight to update your betting game. Sign up now. Or you can also get a discounted football special and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do now through the Super Bowl for $175. Or you can save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to slash subscribe to figure out what package is best for you. My well, bet Saturday, I'm Jeff Parles, Adam Burke to my left. Uh, let's call it what it is so far a dull start. To our college football Saturday, uh, where uh, last week we had Alabama and Texas, all uh, the early slate. And today so far, uh, the most intriguing close game is probably Purdue and Syracuse, along with Cincinnati and Miami of Ohio.
5: Well, I mean, don't worry. At the top of the hour, we have Rutgers and Temple kicking off.
4: Kurt Warner's son making his uh, debut as a true freshman for Temple today, actually.
5: Ohio and Iowa State.
4: Okay. Old Dominion, Virginia. That's an interesting one. Old
5: Dominion's actually come down. We'll have to talk about that game in the next segment. Old Dominion taking some money here against the Cavaliers.
4: Interesting. I know Virginia hasn't looked good this year, but uh, Old Dominion got their season-defining win already with beating Vod Tech in the season opener. But now with us, Aaron Torres. Of course, you can hear him on Fox Sports Radio and the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast as well. Aaron, uh, uh, let's just dive right into a day of college football here, and I want to go... Uh, to Auburn first, Penn State and Auburn-Penn State. Two and a half point road favorites here in a game we saw last year that Penn State won against these Auburn Tigers.
3: really interesting game. You know, I don't think we know a ton about either. Uh, I'll say this. I don't know if either team is starting the best quarterback on their roster coming into today. Uh, Drew Alar, obviously the five-star Penn state. I'll be curious if at some point he gets in today and then obviously Auburn's had trouble passing the ball. I mean, all I'll say really quick on this one, guys, I, I think there's a lot of reasons to not like either team, like both teams, I made my mistake in week one, betting against the sec home underdog in Florida. Uh, not going to make the same mistake again with Auburn at home. I, it's a tough environment. Uh, Penn state, obviously I don't love the quarterback play. I'd give the slight edge to Auburn, but that's one that, that I really could see going either way.
5: Aaron, another game that hasn't started yet that I know you have some interest in a game that we actually just got done talking about for a few minutes, Michigan state and Washington. And, Look, Kalen DeBoer's injected some life into this Huskies yeah. program and Michael Penix Jr. has looked very good as well. Are, are you riding that wave with the Huskies today or do you think it's Sparty stands tall on the road?
3: Yeah, yeah. I think there's, there's two perspectives on it. One, I agree on Washington. The offenses look phenomenal. And I think what's easy to forget, because they went four and eight last year, because the coach got fired they had a top 25 defense and the defense is playing really well this year. So they just needed the offense to be a little bit better, which it, which it has been early. Um, And, and, you know, the defense has kind of done the same thing that it did last year. The other perspective is, you know, Michigan state, I mean, Peyton Thorne has not looked good early. And I think the other thing that I go even back to last year, yes, they go 11 and two, but if you really look at the wins, I think it was four wins by six points or less three of them at home. And it's not to discredit what those guys did last year, but a lot of close games, a lot of things went their way. Um, And, you know, these things tend to even themselves out over time, guys, right? We're all fans of football. We've all been watching the college and pro game forever. Uh, And I do worry a little bit about Michigan State. Were they that good last year? Did they get a bunch of breaks along the way? I do lean Washington, especially being at home. That is a tough road environment uh, for big games, and I think it will have an impact on that game today as well.
4: Aaron Torres with us right now here on Live Bet Saturday. Aaron, the big game in the middle of the day is at Odson. Oregon hosting BYU Ducks, three-and-a-half-point favorites right now. Uh, look, I'm in the camp that BYU's just a better football team than Oregon. What What are your thoughts on this one?
3: Yeah, it's funny that that's kind of how I feel about the, the Saturday night game in uh, in Baton Rouge is I just think Mississippi State is better, which mm-hmm. makes it tough for me to handicap. Uh, but I, I, you know, I tend to agree with you now. Now, I, I would say this is as Georgia just puts on another three points on South Carolina. I think more than anything, what we'll learn this week is, is Oregon just not good? Or is Georgia just that good? Right? Because um, that's really our only real basis to, to know about them. And so BYU coming off the emotional Win overtime. Um, You know, last week you see them. This you see them now. They have to go on the road early, kicking outs in tough environment. I think we're going to learn a lot about both teams. But but I I like BYU. I like the way that you know the physicality at the line of scrimmage. Obviously, uh, you know ran the ball really well two weeks ago. Not so much against that really good Baylor front seven. I just think we don't know a lot about Oregon yet. I tend to lean the fact that you know talented roster left by Mario Cristobal. I do lean Oregon. But that's another one that I really could go see I really could see going either way.
5: Aaron, a game we haven't talked about yet, but I do want to pick your brain about as West Virginia's up 14 to 7 on Towson, uh, with about three and a half minutes left in the first quarter. So last week, Kansas put a number on West Virginia. This week, Kansas on the road, eight and a half point dogs against Houston, a team that's played two very tight games, two overtime games for the Cougars here so far. This game, I looked at this one a lot because I'm thinking there's gotta be some sort of angle here. I could never find one. What do you think about this Kansas and Houston matchup today?
3: Yeah. You know, I don't really, I don't really feel super strong about either, you know, either side. Um, You know what I would say is Kansas is moving the ball. They're scoring points. And I just think, you know, in this, what I would say, this isn't really a betting angle, but I just think Kansas is such an awesome story, man. I mean, you know, we get so caught up in the 14 playoff and who's in and who's out. And what does it mean? And Georgia did this. What does it mean for Alabama and Ohio state? It's like, You know, Lance Leipold comes in after spring practice last year, most of the best players on his roster had already transferred out. Um, and, and he comes in beats Texas last year and starts two and Oh. And so, you know, against a good Houston team today, I, I don't love, you know, backing them off of their, them coming off the emotional comeback win last week, but I just like the story. And I don't think that was a one-off. I think they're going to get other people in the big 12. Uh, you know, they play Duke next week. And so I, I just think they're a team to kind of monitor, even if I don't, Necessarily love them this weekend.
5: Kansas can go over their win total if they win today, right? That just is uh, yes,
4: yes, that correct. is correct. Yes, if it they win funny. today, they are over.
5: It's uh, September seventeenth. You know, yeah, in the
3: preseason, I looked at that one long and hard, and I said, I just can't find. You know, because they had to play, uh, you know, a couple toss-up games in Houston, Duke on the road, or, or you know, in the out conference I was like. I, I really do think they're going to hit the over, but I just can't find the wins on the schedule. But, yes, they would go over, because that was one I looked at long and hard during the preseason. I didn't mean to cut you guys off.
4: Uh, no problem, Aaron. Look, uh, you you brought up a Leopold again. When you win that many titles at any level, you can yes. coach. I mean, of course, Thank he won all you. those titles at Wisconsin-Whitewater.
3: Yeah, I think it was like – six national titles in eight years, goes to Buffalo. They win 10, 11 games in like year three or four. Uh, the guy's just a football coach. And, and it's interesting is Nebraska's getting run out of their own building. At least Scott Frost used to make things entertaining boys. Uh, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe Lance Leipold would be a candidate at Nebraska. I know it's really early there. And I know that's not what Kansas fans want to hear, uh, but it's something to think about. He's a great football coach.
4: Le- Leipold, by the way, six. You were right on the money there, Aaron, six. D3 titles at Wisconsin Whitewater. Uh, Aaron, just uh, looking at, we we haven't mentioned the late game in uh, College Station yet. Miami on the road uh, at AM, uh Six-point line right now, Aggie's favorite. Uh, this is another one. It's kind of like the BYU game for me. I just think Miami's the better football team. I don't care where the game is.
3: A thousand. Well, you know, I, what, what I, there's so many variables here, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Max Johnson is officially starting. Uh, I'm not a huge Max Johnson guy, but he's won games in the SEC. Uh, ironically won against A&M, uh, and last season at LSU. Um, and you know, Tyler Van Dyke also, I don't think he's ever walked into an environment quite like this. Now, this isn't like me just doing the zig when everybody zags, but you know, Miami did not look sharp in week two against Southern miss. And I get it. It's Southern miss, all that stuff. But um, I, I worry a little bit about Miami going into that road environment. And, and I, I will say it does give me a lot of vibes of last year around this time. Um, you know, Texas A&M coming off back-to-back losses. They have a night game against Alabama. They shocked the world. I don't know if this would certainly not fall to that category, but I, I actually do kind of like A&M, especially now that they made the quarterback change.
4: Aaron, about 40 seconds here. Anything else we have not discussed that you like on today's card? You
3: know, I think Fresno at USC is interesting. I live in LA, um, and I was, you know, I, I live in Pasadena as a matter of fact. And and you know, I remember when Fresno came to the Rose Bowl two, last year, two weeks after UCLA beats uh, LSU, and then uh, they they, uh, you know, Fresno ends up beating UCLA at the Rose Bowl. So I think there's so much Lincoln Riley buzz. We get it; it's exciting. But that defense couldn't stop anybody last week. I think Fresno keeps it close. I would like them to cover. They got a really good quarterback in Jake Haner.
4: Aaron Torres of Fox Sports Radio, uh the Aaron Torres uh sports podcast as well. Find him on the tweets at Aaron underscore torres. Aaron, appreciate you hopping on with us today. Enjoy the slate today and tomorrow. All right, fantastic guys. Thank you so much. Absolutely, Aaron Torres, everyone. We we will get to USC and Fresno later because we're to talk about UTSA in Texas, too. Yeah, that, that UTSA in Texas. The game where both teams have let down spots, Adam Kirk Also, breaking news, <laughs>
5: Wofford scored a touchdown.
4: Oh, look at that. The, long national, the Terriers. The Terrier National Nightmare is over for Wofford. Live Bet Saturday. Heisman hopefuls next.
6: If you dare.
3: This is Live Bet Saturday on vSend, the Sports Betting Network.
4: BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. So sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older to place a wager gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Happy to be with you live at Saturday. I'm Jeff Parles. He's Adam Burke. College football abound. Plenty of halftime, so we get to give you some halftime lines, Adam Burke. How about that? How about that?
5: Well, uh, the halftime line for Oklahoma and Nebraska will be interesting. 35 unanswered for the Sooners. <laughs> also, uh, your Missouri Tigers up 17-3 to over Abilene Christian at halftime.
4: Everyone is complaining on Twitter of all the people I follow still in Columbia, so I imagine that that 17-3 should probably be more than 17-3. to three. That would be my guess. Probably. I mean, they are an SEC team, right? Yeah, well, yeah apparently so. Uh, some numbers here on this. By the way, you and I have talked about this multiple times since I made the bet on 9.5 with Cincinnati. The Bearcats are going to lead at halftime 24-17. This can happen when you're hosting the show. The bet there was a live bet on Cincinnati in-game in the first half, down 10-0. That was the bet. What was the money line? I remember? don't know. I didn't even look at it. Didn't even didn't even come across my mind until it was too late. Well but to be, to be
5: fair, I mean they scored the go-ahead touchdown with 12 seconds left.
4: Uh I will say this though. The nine and a half looks nice. It does. Because it's 21 and a half now. Yeah. So that's this, almost, this game has stabilized. Uh th- that that game has Cincinnati winning by a lot, written all over it at this point. It should. I would not middle that. That's all I would say. If you got in on Cincinnati down ten nothing, don't middle. I think just let it ride out.
5: I really need a 109 yard kick six from UConn here, but I'm not going to get it <laughs> just because it had been funny.
4: Well, that's 38, nothing at the half. Oh, by the way. So Western Kentucky, Indiana, <laughs> which Western Kentucky's leading 17 to 10. Um, it, it opened 28 and a half second half. It's now 30 and a half second half.
5: Yeah. I mean, it should be. We had yeah. over 500 yards of offense in the first half of that game. Uh, not a whole lot of red zone efficiency. I mean, look, Indiana threw for 220 yards in the first half. They scored 10 points.
4: The only thing is, like, so Western Kentucky's at six and a half yards a play. That's good. Indiana's at five and a half yards a play, which is solid. It's not earth shattering. Again, I'm not saying don't go, don't go bet the under 31 and a half. I will say that. Because this game could end up at overtime with no defense also.
5: What's the what's the Western Kentucky second half number?
4: Three and a half, four. So minus three. It's not terrible. They look a
5: lot better than Indiana in this game. I'll say that.
4: Well, every time that I look up there, it feels like Indiana has the ball deep in Western Kentucky territory and does something idiotic in the red zone.
5: Also. So Austin Reed, I think it was at Florida Western
4: or something like that. It was was an, it was a D two.
5: I mean, he had 70 touchdown passes in, in two seasons. I mean, that's the right kind of fit for this offense. I mean, there's a reason why he won the job and what Jared Deggie transferred out. West Florida. West Florida. West Florida Western West Florida. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Uh
4: Oklahoma and uh Oklahoma and Nebraska. Are we we're mercifully at halftime now. 35-7 OU. OU is a 32 and a half point favorite live, but a total of 70. You know what I want to see in this game? I want to know if
5: Brent Venables is just going to go for the throat. I want to know if he wins this game seventy to seven. If he can, that's what I want to know. Because I mean, is Ari you really gonna see the Cornhuskers rally, given everything yes, that's going? Yes. Come on? on
4: now, big rally now, right?
5: Really? I mean, do you think that they no. come out of they come off the no. second half spirited at all whatsoever? Not, 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 not one bit. I mean, half the stadium may leave at halftime. They can't chance fire Scott Frost anymore because that already happened.
4: <laughs> yeah. What do what? What do you do if you're Nebraska fans now with no Scott Frost? I, I'm. Yeah, who do you blame now? So Oklahoma's at eight yards a play, Nebraska's at three and a half yards a play. That's how you get 35 7. Nebraska did win the time of possession battle, though. <laughs> well, that happens when
5: the other team's getting eight yards per play and scoring in a hurry.
4: I, here's my question for you because I haven't seen a, a number yet in this, uh, at least out here. In the newer jurisdictions, it's uh it's 70 live, so 28 second half. Is this a game that grinds to the halt and you go under the second half twenty-eight? Or is this one where it's where you're saying and Oklahoma just tries to run it up on a on a rival that is down?
5: I would hope Oklahoma tries to run it up. I mean, Jeff Levy runs an up tempo offense, too. So is he gonna really want to break what they're supposed to be doing three games into the season? I mean, if I'm him I just run the playbook and I say, you know what, it's not my job to stop myself. It's their job to stop me. And then for Nebraska with Mark Whipple, we know they're going to throw the football in the second half. Over twenty eight might not be a bad look, which is rare in a blowout, because to your point, usually it's kind of run the ball and let the clock run out. But you know, for Oklahoma, I mean I think I let Dylan Gabriel keep running through this offense. I think Nebraska has to throw the ball because Mark Whipple wants to.
4: I'm still waiting for a number to be posted everywhere. <laughs> That's that. That's what I'm waiting for here. I do see 28. Uh, you know, what I think you know. It is. It is one of the, That's one of those bets that could very easily go awry. For what we said, Oklahoma could take the gas off, the take the pedal off the gas, and say, you know what, we're good. We don't want to get anyone hurt here. Let's just get out of here. We're destroying our 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 former rival. We don't need to run this thing up, but. I think I'm in the camp of you that this is going to be Oklahoma is just going to keep scoring and you might only need one touchdown out of Nebraska in the second half. It's possible.
5: And I mean, look for Nebraska again, like I said, with Mark Whipple, they're not just going to run the ball and try to get out of here. They're going to throw it because that's what Mark Whipple wants to do.
4: Yeah. I'm going you know, to, I'm going to let that market settle. I'm going to see if I, if so, if, if people bet that to the under, and then try to get a 27 I and mean, a half.
5: I mean, three and a half yards per play for Nebraska is not going to inspire a whole lot of confidence. No, well, that's
4: the thing. That's I might. I might Oklahoma's going to pull their defensive guys probably.
5: More likely. I mean, than I would, offensive guys. Right? I mean, you would think that they kind of have to at some point. Here's the other question. I mean, look, they. Here's the thing, right? And this is always a challenge with second half betting. Yeah. Next week, they play Kansas State. And we know that Kansas State gives Oklahoma fits more or less on an annual basis. Uh, yes. So... To that end, do this. so, like I said, if I'm Jeff Levy, right, I keep running my offense because I found out very little about my team against UTEP and Kent State. So, I'm going to keep running my offense because I've got Kansas State on deck. Then there's also the argument of, well, we don't want to show the Wildcats everything that we have. So, I don't know. There's a lot of layers to this second half, I think.
4: The other one that I'm looking at, and before we get to some Heisman hopefuls here – Georgia and South Carolina's 24 nothing. Bulldogs at the break. Georgia's averaging seven yards a play. South Carolina's averaging 4.8. And Rattler looks awful, by the way. Second half total is 24 are and a half. Are we sure South Carolina's going to score it all? Because no. at 24 and a half, Georgia really going to win this game 52 to nothing. Win this game 45 7? To beat me in the second half?
5: I think it's a fair question. I mean, Spencer Rattler does not look good. And like I said, I know that South Carolina has some issues at the skill positions where they're not particularly strong there, but Rattler doesn't look good. His McKiss throwing mechanics look really, really bad. I if you're South Carolina, I mean, do you do you throw out one of the four star freshmen and let them play a little bit in the fourth quarter of this game?
4: Well, this has been this has been bad at one spot the twenty-four, but juiced over. So I don't know I don't know why those are the two that stand out the most is betting even though it again dangerous game in a blowout betting a second half over but that to me feels like Oklahoma is going to score 21 points in the second half and I just need seven out of Nebraska to push yeah so that's the reason there and I think I'll get more than seven from Nebraska that's the main reason to make the bet and then Georgia and South Carolina I'm not convinced South Carolina can score in this game
5: no, neither am I. I you worry about like a pick 6
4: or something like that. Well, but, yes, that's but if that happens it happens. Look, if they look if I lose because of a pick 6, so be it. So be it. I mean, that's that's kind of what uh, it's kind of what, what what it ends up being. Uh what, what about Purdue and Syracuse? So Purdue is Purdue is a half-point underdog in the second half. Uh total uh total of second half 27 and a half. That's 9-3 Purdue by the way at the break.
5: 209 to 134 in total yards. Thirty five passing yards for Syracuse in this game.
4: And again, every time I've looked up, it's been Schrader running. No. Yeah. So
5: But again, that that begs the question. You're already sitting on a good number I'm with Purdue. I'm sitting on one and a half. Play. I'm not do you, gonna I'm do, not, you do anything. Again, more if with I had
4: a, if I had a double bet with Purdue here, I would consider coming in for half a unit. But it's not worth it when I only bet one unit I'll oh, yeah, That's so, I'll I'll stand that. And also too, if Syracuse wins the game by one, I win anyway. Coastal and <laughs> Buffalo
5: seven six at halftime.
4: Mm. Oh, no, that's the end of the first
5: quarter. Oh, end of the first quarter. That good, makes good more job, sense. Good job, ESPN. That
4: makes more <laughs> sense.
5: Uh, and 7-6 there. my bet Saturday rolling along.